Hey, Keith here. I just uploaded the Octone Baby episode this morning and then went to listen to it this afternoon and realized that the um, that the file had been cut short by my server because we had so much to say about uh, you know, about the album. So here is the second half of the episode. It's not really second half, second third. Um, here, here's everything from the fly onward. Um, you know, just presented as a second episode. Uh, please enjoy. Thanks. Bye. Um, the fly. The fly. Okay, so you you are. Have you heard the fly, Keith? Have I heard? That was the that was the shout out to uh, oh. Aaron Aaron Davich, who I haven't talked Gosh. to in thirty years, but U two super fan, Minnesota High School. I wonder if he still is. I would not even know how to begin <laughs> begin to contact him to ask him. Fair enough. Um, I think this is a fucking apex jam. I think this is. You know, and like I can't be I can't be objective about it. Like this, I just I this fucking melted my brain when it was the lead single for the album. Um, it you know it fused some circuits that are not fixed yet. Do you think it has to do with your love of the Jeff Goldblum movie of same name? That is a great fucking movie. That is not a great fucking movie. Let's not fuck you. That let, is let's let's pump the brakes. Oh Jesus Christ! That is a. That is a very good 80s sci-fi movie. <laughs> okay, now, or we're already moving the goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> but 80s sci-fi is apex sci-fi. We, so went, like, we went from Lawrence of Arabia to It's Better Than Critters. <laughs> in a Man, for a movie to stand above the crowd in 80s sci-fi means it is a... That, that means it's a movie that came to play it's not as good as the thing, but it's like something that. Oh, know, it's no word. It's not even in the same conversation. It's in the same conversation. No. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what man? I, I'm just gonna have to agree to disagree here. I, I guess. I, a, how the fuck do you diss the fly? Well, I, uh, because I I like it in concept, but I tried to watch it like a couple years ago, and it it's pretty hard to watch. Because it's so revolting with the body horror. You can't handle its chills and thrills, man. I can't handle that there's a plot, there's a scene where Jeff Goldblum arm wrestles a, a guy for possession of his wife or girlfriend. <laughs> like, you know, that's never gonna happen. The, the past is another country. <laughs> Time, times were different then. I mean, what? Who's agreeing to that? Like, oh yeah, that sounds like a great idea. You know, I mean, do you remember Indecent Proposal? Things were just handed differently back then. So we started a great movie. We're talking about The Fly, and now you're using Indecent Proposal as a benchmark. Purely as an example that relationship <laughs> transactions it's like, it's like, yeah, what's the 50th greatest thing Woody Harrelson's been a part of? Let's, let's I'm, I'm surface not, that. I'm not here to go to bat for Indecent Proposal as anything other than a product of its time. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> so angry right now. Oh, anyway, uh, the Fly song version. Yeah, that's a great song. Fucking Apex Jam. I this is one I saw a live version, you know, back then. I think it was a bootleg that our friend Grant had, um, you know, back when bootlegs were a thing. That just like like the live version made me realize how great the drum part is for this too, because it's like live. It starts out with Mullen just being like, and like you know, it just comes through this giant wall of sound. I don't know. It's uh, it's another guitar part that's just an octave riff, but. But it sounds different from the other ones, and it, it just, it's fucking choice. Yeah, no, it's a that's a really good one. Um, I mean, I guess I I, I sort of uh, I sort of buried the buried the lead with mysterious ways when I talked about the uh, like like the middle school dance, <laughs> but. Yeah, well, I mean, let's, you know, let, you know, honestly, like, I think a lot of the fly, well, okay, uh, just a couple more things to knock out before we go to Mysterious Ways. This is another um, heavy Christianity song. Uh, that This one I would not have picked up if I hadn't heard Bono explaining it, but Bono's explanation for what's happening in the song is it's a man in hell who's uh, making a collect call back to earth describing what hell is like. But the twist is that he likes it. <laughs> like, he, he, I kind of like the song better without yeah, the explanation. Like he, just, he just can't lay off like being a douche sometimes. I don't know. He, yeah. I suppose I should think about it in terms of like, you know, he gets asked this question. That's true. A you know, thousand times. You gotta, and it's... Yeah, he's probably trying to give an honest accounting of himself. Yeah. It just comes off as a little pretentious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, again, it's, this might be a thing that, like, if you're from the Midwest, you might just be like, I think we're just raised not to be able to connect to this headspace of, like, proudly owning, like, yeah, hey, get a load of me. Um... But I cannot connect to that space. <laughs> Look how clever I am. Yeah, exactly. You know how clever I am? Look how clever I am. But uh, I don't know. The thing I'll always love about this song is like, you know, and again, I think this is like another time and place in my life thing. But really, like this album dropped, you know, or well, so the single dropped before the album did. And it's like right at this point in high school when like my world is you know, I'm starting to become aware that there's a world outside of Omaha, Nebraska. And I don't know, like, like you start to feel connected to things. Fucking internet is, it hasn't happened yet, really, but it's, you know, you're starting to hear about it. I just, I really associate this song with, like, driving around Blair, Nebraska in my AMC spirit and feeling like, Oh my God! We are moving into the future. This is this is what the future sounds like, and uh, that's that's a cool thing. And and this is going to be an aside, but do you feel like the? I, I feel like one of the things that sort of held the internet back was that during this period, people kept referring to it as the information superhighway. Fucking a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like 
like you couldn't go anywhere about somebody saying, "Well, the information superhighway." I yes, I I remember. I, I just like fuck. It, it seems like a thing Aaron Sorkin would like script in like really obnoxious fashion. But I remember sitting around talking to friends and being like, "Man, you know it's going to be great when this information superhighway gets built." It's like the monolith in 2010, though. Like nobody knew what it was. It was just yeah. this thing that was out there. And now here it is, fucking with our brains. Uh, uh. You know, I, every time I sit down to have you know a meal with Rebecca and try to explain some meme that I saw and have to like spend ten minutes setting like weird Twitter context for why it's funny, I you know I, then I'm like, wow, the internet is <laughs> fucking poisoning my brain. <laughs> Yeah, information super highway, man. No, I mean it. It, uh, you know, I I feel that way after I've I've spent fifteen minutes watching Instagram reels of, of you know, dogs chasing each other. <laughs> that, that's wholesome, though. That's yeah. It's just it's just different. I think mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a it, in nineteen ninety one. I would not be able to contemplate a a world where where there's this much access to information. Yes. You know, and a weird thing is that I think that that was on someone's mind within you too, actually. Like, you know, the videos... I just... I really remember the video for The Fly and then, like, they repeated this... This element shows up in the video for even better than the real thing and then it was all over their stage show then of, like, screens that would just flash words at you, you know, and it would be like, um, you know, just concept, concept. Everything you know is wrong. Watch more television. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and that's that's kind of the Twitter experience, is, you know, just fucking information and ideas flashing at you faster than you can uh, than you can pick up. No, it's, it's like they live with the glasses. Yes, yeah. yes. So I think it is pretty wild that, like, you know, I, I guess my sense that, like, this is the sound of the future, like, either they thought that, too, and were cultivating that, or they were cynically hyping it, or some combination. I don't know. It's just that that, that thing is interesting. They were moving in mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, internet lyrics that I downloaded says... For the for the first line says, "Johnny took a walk with your sister, the moon," which really adds like a sinister element to it. Like, I don't know how you took a walk. But, I don't know. That, you know uh, like, there's some kind of like weird. <laughs> you know, there's some something weird's going on now. Like token walks. We've we've introduced a drug element in the first three <laughs> words. Or I, I don't know. There's, if you want to learn to fly, that's right. Oh, or what, if you want to kiss the sky better, I don't even remember. There's, there's something about kneeling. <laughs> I this is a song. <laughs> on your knees, boy. Yes, yeah. Again, Mrs. Grinberg, it's right there. Come on. <laughs> I wonder if that's what, that's like one of your odes to Catholicism, like the the kneeling. I, you know, I'm sure he's playing some clever double game where he's like. Oh, I, uh, I'm not going to do the accent. <laughs> I, I, I can tell immediately. Don't think that's how he's no, talking. No, <laughs> nothing good was done that road. But Boy, you, you, you managed to alienate both a country and an entire continent at the same time. 
<laughs> a continent that that you're ancestrally from. Uh, I, you know, I'm also very largely Irish. <laughs> I'm just here to piss on the ancestors. Jeez. Um No, but you just you know, Obama was like giving you the elbow and being like, "Hey, hey aren't I clever? What's he on his What's he doing on his knees? Is he being a saint or a sinner?" <sighs> um. You know, okay, actually, a note I have here about a different embarrassing Bono thing. In one of the bootlegs that I had, like for the you know, for the the the, uh, the Zoo TV tour, when they do this song, Bono would always be like obnoxious. They'd like they'd bring you know the big twist for this song performed live is a belly dancer would like pop out and you know dance to the song. And Bono had this bit of canned stage banner where he'd always be like, you know, I've got a weak spot for belly dancers. And it just sounds so fucking corny and... Yeah, well, I uh, think that's that's one thing that like professional comedians do very well is tell the same joke. Yes. But making it sound fresh. Mm-hmm. And you either have that skill or you don't. Yes. And, you know, like yes. I... I remember we went to a Wilco show. We went one night, the first night, and then we went the second night, and, like, the banter was almost identical, and, like, I felt like a piece of me had died. Yeah, it just it sucks to, oh, I don't want to see behind the curtain. Right. It was not a... I want to believe. You know, I want to believe nobody rocks like Springfield. Like, that's... <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. All that said, I do love the song. I think it's really cool. Like this is the third one where the guitar riff is just octaves, but you know, totally fucking different. And again, it sounds like he's like directing lava with the power of magnets or something. It's really just a wah wah pedal, but you know. it's very difficult for me not to make an insane clown posse reference. <laughs> fucking, how do they work? Get magnets. You'll, you'll come to find everything I do is ultimately about the insane cloud bus. I, I hope that someday if society collapses that uh, that people reread the reread our history to believe that the insane clown posse was like some form of province. It's like Cloud Atlas basically. I, I would not bet against that. I mean like I, I think we're already doing that with like all of our ideas of history and it's going to come back around. Um... I do remember this video just got fucking played into the ground on MTV during like my peak MTV watching years. So I have a, like a dirty secret that I was never really into watching videos. I think you came out ahead on that. I think that was because like it's a stupid thing. Like if you like music, listen to music. Like why sit and watch? I, it makes no sense, especially with what MTV was then, because it was like, to see a good song, you'd have to sit through a bunch of shitty ones, and I think you were smart. I think you... I, I mean, I would watch it when, like, my friends were watching it, because yeah. that's just what we do, but I would not... It just never was my thing. That I think that is wise. I don't... I've, I think time has vindicated you on that. Oh, that would be the only thing it has vindicated I mean, me on. Fuck, even MTV has like obviously been like, you know what? <laughs> this, this model is... <laughs> we, 
Let's just let's find something else. What if we did reality shows? It's reality shows, twenty four seven. So uh, is that is that it for mysterious ways? I think so. Yeah, it's got you know again like I've got my usual things like it's got really good drums. It's got an interesting bass part. Guitar part is cool. Bono's voice is nice. So I have a I have a controversial question for you. What do you got? For trying to throw your arms around the world. Okay. So when he says, I dreamed that I saw Dolly with a supermarket trolley, he was trying to throw his arms around a girl. Yeah. Do you feel like that's the that's equivalent to the Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole? <laughs> no, I feel like if Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole was the thing. Jeez. Here we go. <laughs> Bono's line about Dolly is at best chud. <laughs> chud. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've always hated that line. It's just, it's so, it, it, it's the thing from the Even Better Than the Real Thing video again of like conflating. It's so like, Oh, I am so worldly. I've heard of Dolly. He had a supermarket trolley. You know, like, the Jonathan Richmond song is funny. Um, (laughs) This is not funny. This is just groany. I I do think that's what... I don't know. I feel like at some level, Jonathan Richmond gets the joke. Yeah. And, like... That... I mean, okay, maybe that's, like, the ultimate downfall of Bono, is that, like... Even when he's trying to be like, you know, arch ironic man like he is here, you never get the feeling that he gets the joke. That is like that is the thing he's missing. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong, but that's I, I mean it's hard to tell because it, it, he's been a you know he's been a famous person our entire lives. Yeah. So it, it's hard you know, I think that's just a different headspace. I think that does corrode your sense of self. Uh, you know, Jonathan Richmond has not been a famous person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, Jonathan Richmond is like towards the top of if you had a file of like musicians, musicians. Yeah, like he's uh, he's like the uh, bad religion in the punk circles. So, yeah, right. He's he's always been there, but not you know never really broken yeah. mainstream. Real heads love him. Most people, hmm? excuse me, I don't trying to throw your arms around the world. Like it's this weird thing where like. I feel like it's kind of a lesser song, but it kind of needed to be. It's, you know, the thing we've talked about a lot before with sequencing, that, like, if you've got this string of just kicking ass, like, you've got to take your foot off the gas at some point. And, like, this is this nice, you know, it's not great. Like, I don't, I don't think I've ever in history been like, I want to listen to trying to throw your arms around the world. But in context, it's like this nice breathing space. Yeah, I mean it's it's I forget what album we were doing. I think it was Copper Blue, maybe. Um, when we were, you know, like it's like you just have to take a break sometimes. Yeah, you can't just unless you're Lemmy, you need to. (laughs) You gotta step off. Um, I mean, it's not it's not a bad song. I just no, it's it's it's, it's like the archetypal middle of the second side of the tape song. It's uh, it, it is one that probably gets skipped a lot. I feel yeah. Like, but. You know, I, one thing that I think is kind of interesting. It is the most bass-driven song of the album. Um, yay! You know. Good, yeah, good Joy Division. <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. Um, and you know, this, I, this again is probably Bono borrowing someone else's cred, but uh, it's got the line about a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. And this song is how I had encountered, you know, so that that's a quote that Irina Dunn said it originally, and it gets associated a lot with Gloria Steinem. And it's just kind of, that was a useful line to have in my head, you know, like, oh, yeah, oh, what? you know, it was like this very, you know, introduction to the concept that feminism might it's exist. Really exists. Um, so I get, you know, I respect the song for including that, uh, even, even if it was probably an attempt to borrow some of Gloria Steinem's cool. So, I mean, just in terms of like credit, if you're going to lift a line like that, shouldn't you do you have to, like, cite it at some point? Uh, if you're writing a song, and, you know, I mean, in that case, not really, because it's, you know, it's already, like, misattributed all over the place. It would it just, I think you could have, you could have actually inadvertently probably advanced feminism considerably if you had just, like, cited it. Yeah. Well, and, you know, also taking back some credit, I remember seeing at least one live version of this where he... The gimmick for this song, Live, was that Bono has, like, a little camera and, you know, he's going around, he goes around stage and films things as he sings and, it, you know, it's on the big Zoo TV screens and, uh, you know, at, at the canned move when he got to that line would be he'd be, like, filming the edge playing and he'd change the line to... And a woman needs a man like the edge needs a handicam. And like, I don't know, like if you're, you lose some of the cred you're trying to borrow if you like corn up the line to <laughs> make fun of how you're filming the edge. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting, uh, an interesting little wrinkle there. Yeah. Um, ultraviolet. I feel for me like this is this is the least essential song on this album. I think it is it is least essential, but also is like if you were if you were looking for like like give me a give me a template for what a U two song sounds like. Yeah, like I feel like this is like the Mad Libs U two song. Yeah, uh, it, 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 if they were trying to chart a bold new direction here, this is the least bold new direction. <laughs> this is just kind of whatever. It uh, uh, there's all kinds of weird things like, like I feel like trying to throw your arms around the world felt kind of lesser, but in this way where it's like a chill breather, this one feels like it's trying to rock and not getting there, and that's just that's that's a much worse feeling, and the two songs actually have the same chord interval, which is really fucking I don't it's just weird putting them back to back like that. That is a weird sequencing choice. Yeah, I, I, I've never, you know, way back when I was like learning this entire album on bass, I was really confused because I'm like, wait, it's it's the same. What? What? Why? Did, why would you do this? There's a line. Is it the one that says, "Baby, baby, 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 <laughs> light my way," and then repeat three times? <laughs> So I had a different one. So the weird thing is I had a different line flagged, but I think my commentary on it would, would apply to yours too. 
I just I had the one where he's like, when I was all messed up and something something, and like that line has just always stood out to me as do the repeated babies. Is this just? This sounds like a guy writing a song who's just like out of ideas. He's just like, <laughs> I just need some fucking words. Like, uh, yeah, I'm just a filler. I mean, this is fill time. Yeah. So the hell with it. Acrobat. Uh, I think it's pronounced acrobat. Acrobat. I think this one's a quiet gem. Like, it's not. It, I don't love it as much as I love the fly and. Uh, until the end of the world, but I think this is a really cool song. It's got this level of urgency that nothing else on the album has. Yeah, it's at least different, right? Like, I feel like you, you've had the last two songs that are very similar. Yeah. And this one is at least a little bit different to me. Yeah, and you know, The Edge is doing like this weird kind of sinister, urgent stuff, and Mullen's got that like that shit's all cool. I don't know if this is true. I had it in my head that this song was about... So do you know that Lou Reed album, Magic and Loss, that came out Mm -hmm. around the same Mm -hmm. time? I had it in my head that this song is about one of the same people that Magic and Loss is about. I don't know if that's true. That's probably not true, but that was like... That was accepted as canon in my head for... Is that... So is that Lou Reed heroin addict Lou Reed era, or is it after No, that? that's like elder statesman Lou Reed. Okay. Like New York intellectual, some of my friends right. have died, and yep. here's an entire song, or an entire album about grieving. And it's, I think it's my favorite Lou Reed album, but it is a grim fucking album. Well, I think, I mean, I think if you've lived Lou Reed's life, like, I feel like you're going to know a lot of... You know, it's like the the song, the the Jim Carroll song, the people who died. Like, yeah. you know, if you've lived Jim Carroll's life, like you're gonna know a lot of people who have died. You are gonna have some thoughts on grieving and, and how to go about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about Acrobat other than it's just it's a great fucking song. I, I think I had that flagged for my honors paper that there was some reference in there, but I don't remember what it was. We we don't need to. We don't need to go back to that. Um, do you have anything else on Acrobat? I do not. So this is actually, um, this is actually the portion of the album uh, that I would just skip through when I was a kid. Oh, man, I know it's it, it's not good, but uh, you know when I was, I don't know, I, I was at like. I was an impatient music listener when I was in high school. I feel like. Yeah. That is fair. I um, love his blindness. So was love his blindness like a skip? That no, must usually I would I would listen to that one. I was I don't know I like I just was not a when I was younger I was not a like you have to listen to the album as a complete piece of art. Yeah, that's that's legit. I mean, like I, I still that's that is kind of my dominant mode now. Even though I'm always like I'm gonna try to listen to more albums. Yeah, I, I feel like I say this every every time we podcast, but that's what I like about uh, LPs. Is it, yeah. you know, just the there's like a you know kind of a burden of uh, there's something you have to do to change it. So yeah. it's like you end up experiencing it more as a total work. And yeah, lessons. So. You have bought the ticket. You are gonna take the ride. Yeah, it's good. Nice. That's a good one. It's a good 
Hunter S. Thompson reference there. He and the insane clown posse <laughs> lurking behind everything I, everything I say. What are your thoughts on Love is Blindness? I like it a lot. It, this is another one when I was like in lovesick high school mode when I was like, oh, Bono speaks for my heart. But, you know, as an adult, I think it is a pretty fucking cool song. Like, the the texture is cool, the rhythm is cool, the, like, sounds that are going on are cool. Uses, you know, just as a person who writes songs, um... The, the chord interval, interval here is this cool thing that you don't hear a lot. Um, I remember seeing U2, the, when I saw U2 you know, touring this album, saw them at Iowa State. Um, Represent. I remember they closed with this and like the live version was way longer and just included the edge just fucking throwing down in a way that he never does on records and I was just like oh wow he can really fucking play and like it's you know I've, I've gone back and dug up recordings from that tour and like yeah like he really like the live versions like like the studio version he there's cool guitar work in here but like the live version is I don't know it's oh yeah this is this is really good um, it's, it's a good song Jack White did a cover of it that is a fucking nuclear torpedo like it's just check that out it is amazing it it, like I like the U2 version but Jack White's version just fucking blows the original out of the water it's yeah I don't know it's something uh what 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 do you think no I mean I like it I uh I don't have I don't think I have as strong a connection to it as you do but uh I'm excited to, to check out the Jack White version. It's yeah. it's choice. Just to bring it all back, uh, I also saw Pavement play at the state gymnasium at <sighs> Iowa State. So. Did they act like they hated you too? Uh, you know, that was not... I did not pick up on that energy. And, you know, one regret I have always had about when I saw you 2 at Cyclone Stadium... They that tour they had like alternating opening acts and like on a given night you had a 50-50 chance of seeing public enemy <laughs> in like peak nineteen ninety-two form or the disposable heroes of hypocrisy. And wow. I got the disposable heroes of hypocrisy. That sucks. Like, you so probably would have Terminator X too. Yeah, like uh, <sighs> You know, you, you could see, like, Chuck D in his prime or some fucking pretender who just wanted, really wanted to be Chuck D. I got the pretender. That's unfortunate. That just, that just set the stage for the redemption when we saw PE a few years ago. That's right, yeah. Um, so that's the canonical album. Did, did you listen to the outtakes at all? I did not. Okay, that's... Um, so I usually do, but I feel like for this for this purpose, you know, like I kind of want to experience it like I did when I was a kid. So. Totally, yeah. Uh, how were the outtakes? Did you listen to them? I did, yeah. I mean, they, so like, you know, with, with me and my friends all being like just fucking super heads back then, we all bought all the singles and would like 
swap mixtapes. So like I, you know, all these outtakes are things that I had on mixtapes in 1993, and a couple of them are really cool. There's a song called "Lady with the Spinning Head" that is like this thing that they, you know, kept trying to work up to put on the album and they never could. And like a chunk of it is the fly, and a chunk of it is another song, and like it's it's really cool on its own. Um, there's this instrumental called Alex Descends Into Hell for a Bottle of Milk that's this cool instrumental that it's really cool like it, it kind of has this clockwork orange vibe to it but then a lot of the outtakes are covers and like there's a cover of Satellite of Love that's oh, interesting. pretty good yeah. like that's the best cover you know it, it's not that much better than or well it's not that different from Lou Reed's it's just kind of a cleaner sound then there's these covers of Paint It Black and Fortunate Son <laughs> that just everyone involved should be fucking ashamed to have had anything to do with. They are the the the, the ver you two doing Fortunate Son is one of the worst things I have ever heard. Like you know, as warm as I can feel about this band and this album, if I hear their version of Fortunate Son, I'm just like Fuck you. It's like, what, what screams you two? CCR. That's <laughs> basically the same band. Same background, same worldview. I mean, it would be like them doing, like, Sweet Home Alabama or something. <laughs> <laughs> that I would pay money to hear. Oh. Boy, that's a that's a bulge face. It is not a flatter like the version of Painted Black isn't great, but like you know, it's like okay, they're trying. It's kind of Fortune Sun is just terrible. <laughs> it's it's just. Do you think it would be better or worse than the uh, version of Fortunate Sun that you would see with the the CCR without John Fogerty? <laughs> I think U2's version is worse than what you would get wow. there. Yes. <laughs> U2's version, like, it has nothing. The best thing I can say about it is that the guitars are all in tune. <laughs> like, it's just, it's dog shit. The tape was running. Yeah. Oh. Okay, well, so, uh, you know, um, if you had to pick your favorite song from the album. Man, that's a tough one. I mean, I I think I'm coming around to the fly as one of my favorites, but um, I mean there there are like I do really like one as a song. Uh -huh. I don't know. I don't think I can pick one. Fair enough. What would you pick? I'm gonna go fly. I'm team fly. I <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about how at my funeral I want the fly to play, but like that is really not true, and like. It's really weird to picture. Like that'd be a weird funeral song. Oh, I thought you meant the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, like, that is what I want. I, <laughs> I like my, my funeral will be a screening. Of the fly. <laughs> I feel like I can arrange that. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Um, yeah. So you know, album album verdict. What do you got? No, I, it's it's a good album. It's I would say it's you know it, it's. It's enough different than Joshua Tree that it's like it really is a you know kind of U two sort of showing that it can be more than just doing Joshua Tree over and over again. Yeah, yeah. I think you, like you just you have to respect that there was an easy path and they they didn't take it and you know, good. 
yeah, you know, like, I really, I expected to be a lot more negative than I ended up being. Like, I guess I just, I like this album. I don't like, you know, things before it and things after it necessarily, but this album's really good. Yeah, I mean, and next time when we do Roll the Bones, you can... <laughs> Okay, that would be. We're not actually doing roll the bones. I, that I, I am not prepared to support well, that bluff. So so so, what are we doing next? Uh, we are going to be doing the uh, seminal Buzzcocks album singles going steady. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, you know, I'm ready to talk more punk theory. Which I feel like would be a much better album if it had a different first track, but. That we'll get to that. That's you know, well, that's in in six to eight weeks. That'll be, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be for sure by the end of first quarter. <laughs> Hot topic of discussion. Uh, in the meantime, you know, thanks everybody for listening. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I am again. I'm Keith. You can hear me, or no, you can read me at Twitter at Keith Billy, and uh, I'm Chad Cook, and you can find me at Twitter. It's uh, at Jeff Goldblum's movie, best movie is not The Fly. So what is Jeff Goldblum's best movie? Jurassic Park, probably. He's pretty, yeah. Earth Girls Are Easy. You're fucking kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, I am kidding. Okay. It's, not, it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a good movie. Jesus Christ. I was scared there. But he is in that movie. Yeah, the straightness of your face as you <laughs> said that like horrified me. Um... Yeah, so, you know, as always, like, if you have an opinion, please let us know. Um, or, you know, if you just want to say fuck you, <laughs> I'm, I'm always here to be told fuck you. Um, oh, God, some guy left a comment on my blog the other day that said something like, clearly you are young and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well... Like, maybe stupid one out but, of two ain't bad yeah. um, I hope that guy listens to this show uh, if you dug it uh, unless you're that guy please tell people about it or go wherever and leave a review uh, thanks we will talk to you again before too long talking about singles going steady adios